Good morning, everybody. I'm so happy to see you fine churchgoers here the day after Christmas. It's good to see you. Let's stand up. I want you to make eye contact with somebody near you and tell them good morning, and you're glad to see them. Come on, find someone and say Merry Christmas to you. We can still say that. Now let's sing together. Here we go. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her King. Let every heart prepare in room. And heaven and nature sing. And heaven and nature sing. And heaven and heaven and nature We're still singing Joy to the World, right? It's still, it's still right. In fact, I love, I love that carol. I wish we could sing it all year long, those words. He rules the world, truth and grace, makes the nations prove the glories of his righteousness and the wonders of his love. It's good to see you this morning. Pastor Mike is not with us. He is with his family on his way to California, I mean, sorry, not to California, to South Carolina. Sorry, I just met somebody from California. Where is she? Maybe she's left. I don't know. Um, she, he's on his way to South Carolina, and so he's not going to be with us. We're going to have a little bit of a different service. He said, I want you just to worship. I want you to pray and do some reflecting on the season and the season to come. So it's going to feel a little bit different, like the the beat of our service may just be just a little bit different, but we're going to uh, fellowship together. We're going to say some things to the Lord. Amen? And we're going to hear from the Lord. Amen? Amen. I'm going to ask Haddon and Hannah Finch to come on up, and uh, we're going to begin by proclaiming the Word of God together. Let's open up our hearts, open up our spirits. What, what will God say to us today? Unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. 1 John 1, 1 through 3. 
We proclaim to you the one who existed from the beginning, whom we have heard and seen. We saw him with our own eyes and touched him with our own hands. He is the word of life. This one who is life itself was revealed to us and we have seen him. And now we testify and proclaim to you that he is the one who is eternal life. He was with the Father and then he was revealed to us. We proclaim to you what we ourselves have actually seen and heard so that you may have fellowship with us and our fellowship is with the Father and his Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. So Lord, we receive your word. We thank you for your word. It is life to us. And even as the finches were reading that word, it just felt like literal life to my spirit. We thank you for your word. And I pray and I ask in Jesus' name that we would be open-handed and open-hearted as we worship you today. We, we have just these few moments together like this right now as a church family here in this room, people joining us online. And God, I pray that you would unite us by the power of your Holy Spirit and that you would speak to us and that we would hear, and that we would listen, and that we would move forward and welcome more of you into every part of our lives. We love you so much. Church, can you just say we love you so much? We love you so much. Say it again, church. We love you so much. Yes, God, we love you, and we give you our praise this morning, and it's in the name of your son, Jesus, that we pray, and everyone said, amen, amen. Well, I really, I've said it about four times now, I'll say it again, I'm happy to see your faces this morning, we've had a great season of worship here. It's been a great December. How many of you were with us at Christmas Eve? Anybody in here come to our Christmas Eve? Man, there were a lot, the people of God showed up at Christmas Eve. And I was happy to see you, and it was a joyous time in this house. How many of you were able to come just a couple of weeks ago to our Gloria concert, right? That was a fun time too, right? Had such a great time. I see you choir members out there and you orchestra members. Happy to see you this morning. What was that guy's name that sang with us at that concert? What was it? BB. That's right, BB. I should have thought to ask BB to come and maybe sing for us. Oh, well, there he is. BB. Would you come and sing something with us? Would you come and lead us? Just bring that fancy jacket up here. And come since, lead us. Since pastor's not here, right? is he watching? Because if he's not watching, I'd like to change the name to Brentwood Pentecostal Church. Go for it. Is that okay? Okay, let's go for it. Don't tell him. Oh, I thank the Lord because he's good. I said we serve a good God. Yes, we do. So come all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. Oh, come ye, oh, come ye to Bethlehem. Come and behold him, born the king of angels. Oh, come, let us adore. Oh, so 
Yes. Yes. Thank you, Lord, for BB Winans. Y'all have a seat. Y'all can have a seat. What is, what is life? BB Winans is sitting on row four, and you say, Come sing a song. Thanks for doing that, BB. We're grateful for you. Thinking about this um, morning, and you know, we've sung a lot of carols these past few weeks, lots of Christmas carols. Try to hit all the Christmas carols in this season, you know. There was one that I was planning to lead this morning, and I love, I've always known the first verse of this, uh, this carol. It came upon the midnight clear, that glorious song of old, from angels bending near the earth to touch their harps of gold, yes. Well, I began to read the history of this carol, and I began to read through all of the lyrics. There are actually four verses to this carol, and they ministered to me as I was sitting there reading this week, and Maybe it was a week and a half ago. I can't remember now, but I began to think, gosh, we need to dig into this. We need to sing this together. So let's open up our hearts and let's uh, uh, worship the Lord with this uh, old carol that you may know the first verse. You may know all the verses, but let's sing them together.
receive our praise today. We sing new hymns and old hymns and carols and songs. It's all for the glory of Jesus. And it's all us. We're putting words together to, to try to express your worth. And we have finite words to worship an infinite God. But we bring them together for you today. You are worth it. And what a name the name of Jesus is. We pray that you would draw your people into worship as we proclaim your worth, your power, your beauty, and your holiness. In Jesus' name we worship.
seat. Thank you. There's something about taking the words right from the Word of God and from the lips of angels, actual heavenly beings. Because the Word, right, the Word of God tells us that 24-7, day and night, night and day, the angels are surrounding the throne of God. What kind of front row seat is that, right? And what is it that they tell us? The Word tells us they say, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. And we, with our finite earthly voices, get to join them. Anybody moved by that today? Anybody struck with the sense of awe by that today? Let me take you a step further. You, only you, can bring your worship. Only your mouth, only your lips can make your proclamation. I can't do it for you, and no angel can do it for you. And now let me say this, my church family. You have a song that the angels do not have. And it's the song of the redeemed. It's the testimony of the redemptive, perfect love of Jesus who brought you from darkness to light. That's a song that you can sing. And only you, only you can sing your redemption story. I can't do it for you. A choir of 200 can't do it for you. And angelic beings that encircle the throne of God can't do it for you. And you know what? I think that's probably God's favorite song of all. When you, with your imperfect earthly voice, sing with all the spirit of the Holy Spirit in you, connected to you, body, soul, mind, and spirit, to say, I was lost and now I'm found. I was blind and now I see because of the name of Jesus. And what a beautiful name it is. What a powerful name it is. What a wonderful name it is. That's your job. That's your calling. And it's your blessing. Do you love to step into that? Do y'all love to step into that? Do you? Anybody? Amen. Hello. Great. Amen. What a gift it is to make a confession of our redemption because of Jesus. I'm going to ask our ushers to come. We're going to have a time to give. While they come, I want to take just a second. I want you to know on behalf of as someone who uh, I, I, I take such joy serving here and serving on this staff, and I want you to know that this, this Brentwood staff thinks about you all the time. We don't stop thinking about you. And there are so many people on the staff that work tirelessly for you to have everything you need to walk in the power of Christ in your life as we can serve you as a church. And I wanna single out this morning our media team. If you take all of the notes that we sing, all of the words that Pastor Mike says, all of the notes that we play and everything that you has to be seen or heard, whether it's on a platform, on a screen, online or something, for every, every word and every note, there are countless hours of people serving before you come, after you leave, and it has been a long and very, very busy December for them. And they were here on Friday, morning, noon, and night. And they're here this morning. And I want you to thank that great media team, if you don't mind. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Yes, we thank you. So that you can see and be seen and so that you can hear and be heard. It is a lot of hard work. And they 
are magnificent. As you give, we're going to pray for this offering. We're going to remind you that there are three ways to give. You can give here in this offering uh, plate that's going to be passed down the aisles. You can uh, text the word give to 623-623, or you can also go online and, and give your gifts there. So, Lord, this is another thing that we can do that the angels don't. We give our tithes and we give our offerings, and it's a blessing for us to do it. So we give with a cheerful heart today. We give with an open heart, and we thank you for using us in your kingdom for the advancement of the name of Jesus and his glory. And it's in his name we pray. Amen. It was a typical morning. My brother wanted to fish with his best friend, and my mom knew there was a thunderstorm coming. Please, Mommy, please, Mommy, let me go fishing with Russ. Finally, my mom said yes. And in those 30 minutes, she heard sirens, not knowing that those were the sirens of her son that had just been hit by a truck. En route to the hospital, he had coded three times. And by the time he arrived at the hospital, he arrived DOA. My memories were very much a household of being angry at God. From that day forward, we did not step foot in a church as a family. I didn't know where God fit in in my adult life. We did not go to church. And my children grew up young, not having those early years knowing God like I did. My daughter came to find a relationship with God right into high school. She was hanging around some really good girls, and they invited her to the youth ministry. She was all in. I was in awe of her faith. Um, she was super involved. I did talk faith with her. I was curious, but I still wasn't ready to let God in. My mom had approximately after 25 years come to peace with her Lord and Savior. I really realized that my mom did have eternal life. I needed to start thinking about eternal life and being baptized and asking Jesus into my heart. On December 24th, 2018, the church in Nolansville held their service at Mint Springs that year. And it was at that time I gave my life to the Lord. I was talking to Shauna a lot about getting baptized, that I was ready. And in our conversation, my daughter had expressed to me that my granddaughter was expressing to her at the same time that she wanted to be baptized. And so I had mentioned to Shauna, do you think that Pastor John could baptize me and Allie together at the church in Owensville? Coincidentally enough, Pastor Walker was the youth minister at our local Baptist church in our town in Florida, and he did baptize her. How cool would it be to have a generational baptism and on August 1st, John baptized me and Allie. I was freed of all the demons that I had suffered through my childhood. I had never felt more relieved and more closer to God than I ever had. The burden had been lifted and I was saved and I was free. What I really want people to walk away with my story is it is all in God's timing. It's been 50 years since my brother has died. Life isn't about the good or the tragic things that happen in our lives, but it is all within God's plan.
What about now? Wow. Amen. <laughs> I'll start again. Did you guys hear what she was saying? She was saying that she was angry with God. And she didn't know where God fit in her story. And then 50 years later, she invited Jesus Christ to be Lord and Savior of her life at a Christmas Eve service. She understood her need for a Savior then. She said she felt freedom and she felt the burden lifted. Isn't that a beautiful story of how God's redemptive love brings peace to broken pieces? I love that story. I don't know where you guys are this morning in your heart and your mind a day after Christmas. Maybe you feel a little bit like Kelly, Kelly Joe, and you feel like you're um, angry with the Lord. You walked in here that way, carrying a heavy burden. Or maybe you're like me and you had a weird Christmas. We um, had people from our family that were not here with us this year, and we had traditions that we didn't get to do. Maybe you're like that as well. And the Lord um, really used our nativity this year to teach me some strong lessons. Um, I brought my nativity with me. Uh, this is the nativity. I went ahead and took it down. I'm not one of those people that just takes decorations down because it's Christmas is over. But we've been through a lot. And I was like, I'm, I'm done. So I took it down last night. Uh, there's a picture of our nativity all well lit and everybody is in their place. And I think this was the only day that that looked like that. And so my son actually helped me put those together. And he said, Mom, I got King Herod right next to baby Jesus as close as I could get him. And I said, like, wait, what? No, why is King Herod in the nativity? Don't get him close to Jesus. Like, get him away. And I walked out and I was like, oh, okay, that's a wise man. That's not King Herod. So a little panic moment. I was like, oh, goodness, we're already under attack. So then really quickly what happened is every day we would come home and we would find the nativity like this. And so we'd have to go and quickly put everybody back in their places. Sometimes the shepherds were there. The wise men would be mixed up. It was great. And the toll just really, uh, our family just kind of went through it. And not only our family, but poor Joseph, you'll see on this slide. Yeah, he went dark. <laughs> he lost his shine for sure. And I tell you what, I felt like Joseph in that moment too. I related. And so my son asked me, he was like, are we going to put a new bulb in Joseph? And I said, no, let's, let's not. Um, one, I didn't know where to find one. And two, he reminded me that a lot of times we can be like Joseph at Christmas. We can feel a little disconnected, right? Or... It also reminded me that there are people at Christmas that don't know Jesus, and so they can't shine. So we left Joseph dark, and then we decided to move them to lower ground. So next slide, there we go. Right next to the prayer box, a little bit more sacred ground. And unfortunately, next slide, Mary lost her light too. And then that night, we also had the breaker go out, and so the whole nativity lost its light, and I just had about had it. We had to get a new cord. I went to Walmart that night and I was in search of a new cord for our nativity and also for Tang. I needed that for a Christmas tea and I needed Avery labels. And those were nowhere to be found. And so all of it just kind of caught up with me in aisle M4 where the Avery labels are at Walmart. And I just lost it. And I just said, Lord, everything is falling apart. I can't hold it all together. And in that moment, the Lord reminded me, just in the quiet of my heart, of Colossians 1.17. Reminded me that he is before all things. And he holds all things together. Not Amy Jo. Not you. He does. And so as we come to this time of prayer, I wanted to share with you about this nativity. Because it really has taught me a lot. Maybe you can see yourself in some of this story as well. Maybe you have felt like you've been trying to hold it all together. And so we want to offer you a time to pray and to talk to the Lord in three different responses. Um, the first thing I want us to think about is I want us to think about peace that is available to us. Colossians 1, 19 through 20 says this, For God was pleased to have all of his fullness dwell in him and through him to reconcile 
Till then. For God was pleased to have all of his fullness dwell in him and through him to reconcile everything to himself, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. For some of you this morning, you may feel like Kelly Joe, and you have walked in here not knowing where God fits anymore, and you need peace. You've tried everything but Jesus. And so I want us to remember that peace is only available through the blood of Christ that Christ shed on the cross. It doesn't come any other way. And so this morning you have an opportunity to come in here maybe not knowing Jesus and walk out knowing him and knowing peace. So we wanna offer this time for you to talk to the Prince of Peace and ask him to bring peace into your life. And maybe you do know Jesus this morning but there's something unsettled in your heart and you have been struggling to find peace in this season. This time is for you as well. So let's take just a moment and talk to the Prince of Peace about the peace that's available only through him. Second, I want us to think about his light. That was one of the things that really hit me this season is with Joseph's light being out, I noticed each one of these has a hole in the very back. They can't light without a bulb. They can't light on their own. And it was a reminder to me as well. We need the light of the world that comes from Christ. So maybe you feel a little bit like Joseph this morning, you feel a little bit disconnected and you need to spend some time with the light of the world, asking him to remind you that he called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. First Peter 2 9 says, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. So let's take just a moment and talk with the light of the world this morning and ask him to shine in the places that need his light. last, let's spend time praying and focusing on a hope that overflows. We have the hope of the world. Jesus came to give us hope that nothing else can give us. And not only that, but his word tells us that it fills us to overflowing. Romans 15, 13, it says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Think about that. We do not have to be empty. He fills us with his hope to overflowing with peace and joy and so that as we leave from this place, we get an opportunity 
to let that splash onto other people. We get to be living Christmas lights. We get to go around the whole world and tell people about the hope of the world. So let's spend just a moment connecting with the Lord about Him being the hope of the world living within us and filling us to overflowing. Jesus, we are so thankful that you have given us peace that is available. You've given us your light in the darkness and you have given us hope that fills us to overflowing. So Lord, as we consider this day after Christmas and all the days that follow, will you remind us that we can have peace, we can have your light and we can have your hope and that we get to pass that on and live lives of worship that will help other people like Kelly Joe, know the truth and know who you are. In your name I pray, amen. Thank you, Amy Joe. I love, I love our prayer times. I want us to, I want us to say the word of God together. Would you say this scripture with me from Isaiah 53, one of the most beautiful passages of scripture. Let's say it together. Who has believed what we have heard? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? He grew up before him like a young plant and like a root out of dry ground. He didn't have an impressive form or majesty that we should look at him no appearance that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of suffering who knew what sickness was. He was like someone people turned away from. He was despised and we didn't value him, yet he himself bore our sickness and he carried our pains but we in turn regarded him stricken, struck down by God and afflicted. But he was pierced because of our rebellion, crushed because of our iniquities. Punishment for our peace was on him. And we are healed by his wounds. We all went astray like sheep. We all have turned to our own way and the Lord has punished him for the iniquity of us all. I'm not going, I'm not going to preach today. I'm not, I'm not going to exegete that beautiful passage, but I am going to say this. Those first few lines, who has believed our message and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? The, the message paraphrase says, says it like this, who believes what we have seen and heard and who would have thought that God's saving power would look like this? Who would have thought that God's saving power would look like this? As we close on this December 26th, I want to give you four questions to think about on this day. And you know, there's something, I don't know, there's something special about the turn of that calendar, right? I, I don't know why I feel like a new man on January 1st. I just do. I can't explain it. I know that mercies are new every morning and that we are granted a new start every day, right? But there's something about this time of year. And Christmas is just behind us. And the next time you and I are together, it will be 2022. And I've got a, some questions that I want you to think about between now and then. And it all stems from the first question in Isaiah chapter 53. 
And here's the first question I want you to remember and think about. Number one, do you believe it? Do you believe what you have heard? And I'm saying, do you believe it? Y'all know what I mean by do you believe it or do you believe it? Do you believe that God is who he says he is? Do you believe that God can do what he says he can do? Think about it for a minute. And number two, if you believe, then what's next? What's next? Because here's what, I, here's what I think. I think that there are many times that I let my, and I believe us, I believe that probably a lot of us in this room would prof, profess Christ as our Savior and that we truly love Him. We truly love Him. And in some places, we desire to serve Him. But in other places, we have found ourselves willing to play out a life with unactivated faith. That we keep Jesus in our box and we pull him out in our yard the day after Thanksgiving. And then we wrap him up and we keep him tidy, but we keep him controlled in our lives. But if we really, really have an, a yes to the answer to question number one, do we believe it? Then question number two needs to dig a little deeper into us. If the answer is yes, what is next? I'm so churchy. I am so churchy. I'm too churchy for my own good. I grew up, uh, I'm, I'm thankful for my heritage. And I love that I was raised knowing the Lord. I was practically born on a pew. I knew the name Bill Gaither before any human ever should. I loved Christian music from the time I was little. Let me tell you, but I can also operate on a plane with only half activated faith. And I want more than anything in the turn of this calendar, the turn of this day even, to activate everything that is in me, to step in to everything that God has for me, for the glory of Jesus in me, through me, around me, and I want it for you too. I do not want us to be a coasting church. I don't wanna be a coasting guy. I don't want my family to be coasting Christians, but I want to step into all that the kingdom of God would have, not, not for my benefit, for the glory of Jesus as I walk in deeper places of obedience every day. So if I, my answer is yes, what is next? How does that play out for Travis in 2022? And how does it play out for you? Number three, What is a practical step you can take to move forward in Christ this season? It may feel daunting to you. You may have been known as a believer for a long time. Your, your family loves you and you love your family and you love your small group, but you on the inside are going, I don't really know how to study my Bible. I don't really know where I'm called to serve. But I'll tell you this, if you are alive and breathing, and I think most of you are, you are called to be highly effective for the gospel of Jesus every day that you have breath. So think about it. What's a practical step you can take to move forward in Christ in this season? Maybe it's to find someone to study together. Maybe it's to find a place to serve together. Maybe it's to make a concerted effort to deepen your walk in prayer. It's something. What is that practical next step? 
And here's the fourth question, and this is where we end today. Is he worth it? Is he worth it? Is abundant life in Christ worth us, worth us pushing out of the comfortable place that we have established where we can give the appearance of doing the right things, but not going into the glory and the beauty of the unknown of a deeper and deeper and deeper walk with Christ. With his word, by his spirit, and in his church. Here's what I'm gonna tell you. Yes, it is worth it. And he is worth it. He is worth, worth everything that you have. He is worth pushing through the uncomfortableness, the awkwardness. He's worth the time that you would give. He's worth the resources that you give. He's, the, he's worth it. He's worth it. He is worthy. He is worthy. Does anybody agree with me today? If you do, would you stand? And let's close with this song right here.
someone wants to pray about something, if, if the Lord has tugged on your heart about something, that you want to visit with someone, pray with someone, if you have some questions about this community here, uh, we have some people who would love to visit with you just out our doors and this way to our welcome center. We would love to visit with you. Thank you so much for being here. Let's close with this. Praise God from blessings flow. God bless you. We'll see you next time.